guys, welcome back to Bubbles and Banter. I have not posted, or not posted, I have not done an episode in so, so long. I apologize. I basically had a really good routine going in the new year, and I was really proud of myself. And then in February, I got extremely sick. So the first like week of February, I got just violently ill, went to the doctor, got a flu test, came back negative. Um, they put me on a Z pack and eventually like felt a little bit better. Then a week went by in February and all of a sudden I felt like absolute garbage again and went to the doctor. I think I went to the doctor four or five times within a one month span. It's just crazy to think about, but went to the doctor, got a flu test. And this time I tested for, um, flu strain B so got put on Tamiflu. I feel like it didn't do anything and I've heard terrible things about Tamiflu. So I don't know. I really don't feel like it helped me recover at all, but that probably lasted for like three weeks. So I was essentially sick the entire month of February and even a little bit into March. And I actually think my flu was so bad that it kind of stuck with me for a while. And really into March, like I was just really achy and tired and I luckily got rid of my cough at the end of February but um, I actually did in March too just remembered this I went to the emergency room in the middle of the night because I think I was coughing so much for basically an entire month that it like did damage to my ribs or like the tissue around my ribs so I just I felt like I couldn't breathe I actually went to my parents house like after I had already been sick and everything to try on my wedding dress that I had just picked up because my wedding shoes came in the mail. I wanted to see if they went with my dress. So I like got all into my dress and my mom was zipping it up and I was actually in so much pain just putting on my wedding dress. And it's not like it was insanely tight, but just having any sort of like pressure on my side of my body was like just excruciating pain. And it was really worrisome because especially of all the virus stuff that's going on now. I was already, I had already been following all that like early into February before a lot of other people here were kind of alarmed about it. So just, I was really sensitive with like what was going on in my body. So yeah, anyway, just even putting clothes on was super excruciating. And then one night, I think it was the beginning of March, in the middle of the night, I woke up screaming because I was in so much pain. And I was like hysterically crying. I couldn't breathe. And I will admit my anxiety has been like at an all-time high probably the past two months because I was so sick and wasn't getting better. And then on top of it, all the coronavirus stuff started getting worse and worse. And my anxiety just has not been helping me out in this situation. So we ended up driving to the ER in the middle of the night and I got a bunch of x-rays taken. And this was like right before people started sounding the alarm on all the coronavirus stuff here. So they did x-rays. They basically said I just had a lot of inflammation around, like, I think my rib cage. And I think it was pushing on some other organs and just really, really uncomfortable. So it was all good news. I think just even hearing that made me feel better. Um, Unfortunately, it took a trip to the emergency room to do that. But I do feel a lot better now. And... Yeah, here we are. I have kind of been 
I wind up the whole country's kind of been in quarantine, but I personally started self-isolating probably right around the beginning of March because I just have been so worried about this and like I knew it was coming just from watching the news constantly. So I've kind of been in quarantine for a while now, only leaving when I have to like go to the grocery store or do like a virtual real estate showing. But I was, yeah, really upset because I finally had gotten a good groove going with podcasting and like having guests on. And I had a whole long list of people that I was planning on having on in the coming months. And obviously all of our lives have come to a screeching halt. And I know for me personally, um, just having something to distract myself or something that's upbeat or happy or positive or funny is a super nice distraction for me and helps keep me from having crippling anxiety attacks. And I thought I'm going to try to maintain my podcast, even though how I'm doing the formatting is dramatically shifting for the time being. I've thought about doing interviews. I just don't know how to set all that up because it stresses me out. But maybe at some point I'll like still have guests on and do kind of like a remote virtual podcast interview. For the time being, though, I thought I would just start sharing like stories that I find interesting, tidbits, articles, whatever, Bravo things. I've been watching a lot, a lot of Bravo. So for the time being, that's what I want to do. I've been trying to ask Joe to come on and trying to think of ideas that we can do together. He's not totally on board, but I'm working on him. So maybe we'll do something with that as well. So if you're listening to this, you're most likely a female. And if you're like me, then you probably haven't put a bra on in close to a month. I have a larger chest and it's both a blessing and a curse. Um, Most of the times in my mind, it feels like a curse, but other people tell me I'm very lucky I don't necessarily feel that way because it's impossible to find tops that fit me. And anyway, yeah, I've actually recently um, in the past few months been sporting sports bras because they seem to make my boobs smaller and I feel like they fit into tops better when I have a sports bra on. Maybe this is just a sign that I need to get properly fitted for a bra because I haven't in a while, but nonetheless... If I don't have on a sports bra this month, then I probably don't have on any sort of bra. And I feel like I'm already rapidly noticing um, the side effects of not keeping these puppies held up because I am having some saggage. And I don't know if it's just the result of like extended, you know, non-bra use because I will admit, I, I think because my boobs are so big, I just don't like always having a bra on. It's just uncomfortable. But again, I do love a sports bra. It's just like the underwire stuff. Like it's just really uncomfortable. And I don't know if if you have smaller, a smaller chest too, if it's the same story or if it just has to do with size. But I read an article on the New York Post this morning that says wireless bra sales are up 40% as women work from home amid coronavirus. So it says purchases of comfy wireless bras have nearly doubled since the coronavirus lockdown has forced women to work from home. That's according to UK-based retailer Fig Leaves, which says sales of non-wired bras and bralettes are up 40% this week compared to the same week last year. So a lot of bras that are selling right now have like a zero-feel bra, and apparently they're just like flocking off the virtual shelves. And I'm really intrigued. I've actually been doing research on, um, what's it called... 
I think they're called minimizer bras. I don't know if any of you have ever worn one of those, but if you have, please tell me your opinion. I know I, I think I have D a size D, which doesn't sound massive. I've been measured for different sizes and people have always told me just totally different things. And I'm always just more confused than when I enter the store, but I think I'm around a D might've been a little bit bigger at different points, but I've just always been very full chested and it's been a struggle. So I don't know. I've been looking into minimizer bras, but apparently like the big thing right now for all of us ladies working at home are wireless bras. And to me, this sounds like heaven. I am all for this trend. Hopefully becomes a real thing. I think wired bras are truly one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever experienced. And I don't know. I'm really liking the options I'm seeing here. And especially if you can find something that doesn't have wires and gives you support, I mean, why wouldn't you buy five of those? I'm all on board for this. I hope this starts a brand new trend of like ditching wires once and for all and just going wire free. I will admit though, um, although I have been going braless for quite a while now, and I thought it was like the most freeing, incredible feeling ever. And while it is a good feeling, I also on the flip side read an article that if you go extended periods of time without wearing a bra, it actually does a lot of damage to your posture and back. So I think I do need to order some wireless bras because I will admit my back is in all sorts of shambles right now. I have not gone to my chiropractor in close to a month. I haven't had a massage in a super long time. My posture is hunchback of Notre Dame style. Like it's getting very bad. I'm like sideways on my bed working I'm on the couch I'm hunched over even when I'm eating dinner now I've noticed that I'm like completely hunched over like at an acute angle so like I keep saying a um, minimizer bra a wireless bra maybe more sports bras will be added to my wardrobe during this quarantine time and for the foreseeable future so as you may or may know, not know, I live in Ohio, and if you live in Ohio too, then I'm sure you're very familiar with the two fearless leaders currently running our state, and that is Governor Mike DeWine and the health director, Dr. Amy Acton. And if you're not from Ohio, there is still a small chance you've heard about them because they've kind of been setting the national example for how to handle the coronavirus and just all the uncertainty going on and all the fear that we're all experiencing. Um, Mike DeWine has just been on top of it from the get-go, and he has been having a daily press conference every day at 2, probably for the past two to three weeks, I would say. I have watched, I think, almost every single one. It's it's a great conference, and more and more people have been tuning in now, and it's just so nice to have these kind of people running your state because more and more, you know, states have been having to step up and do stuff and kind of take all the matters into their own hands with everything that's going on. And I think right from the get-go, everyone just really felt this nice calming demeanor coming from Mike DeWine. He's a man in his 70s. He's been in politics for, I think, over 30 years. He's just a very seasoned veteran, and he has just a really nice, calm demeanor. He's short in stature. He wears glasses, and he just feels like a grandpa figure, and he is a grandpa in real life, um, but I think just having someone like him at the helm for Ohio has just been so nice. I know it's made me feel a lot better, and then 
Amy Acton being put into the spotlight. She is so incredible. I remember the first time I saw her at this press conference when I first started watching, I was instantly blown away and like wanted to know more about her because she holds herself together so well and she's so eloquent and well-spoken and she has this great way of explaining to us what's going on and how serious this is and giving us the honest scientific facts but she does it in a way that's so informative and simple and easy to understand and it still makes you feel calm or like she has a good grasp of what's going on and you feel like you're in good hands with her guiding our state through all this so with that being said There are some Ohio-based t-shirt companies who have been paying tribute to these two amazing figures that we have running our state. So the first company is Homage, or Homage. I know I've heard people say different names for their company, but they make incredible shirts. And they actually made a t-shirt that says, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. Because a lot of people in the state think Dr. Amy Acton has just become just an amazing hero And obviously she wears a doctor's coat and not a cape, but she is a hero for all of us. So the shirt is really cute. I know there's different um, homage stores throughout the state. They have an online store as well. I have a few pieces from them and they're insanely comfortable. So if you want to honor Dr. Amy Acton, I highly recommend getting that shirt. And then on the flip side, Cincy Shirts, which is a Cincinnati-based t-shirt company and apparel company, They recently made a shirt that says DeWine Time, and it is the most perfect shirt I've ever seen. It's so creative. It basically just says DeWine Time across the t-shirt, but the I in DeWine is a wine glass. And every day at 2 o'clock, it's DeWine Time. His press conference comes on properly. And if we're working from home, I mean, why not have a glass of wine during DeWine Time? It's a perfect time to not unwind, but to just get educated on what's currently going on in our state and I think it's a really fun play on words and it's just a really nice tribute to another awesome leader in our state. So I wanted to share a feel-good story that I just saw on the WCPO website this morning and it is that Kroger is paying their employees a one-time bonus. So it says Kroger is paying a one-time bonus to each of its hourly workers in the U.S. amid the coronavirus pandemic, the company said Saturday. Every hourly grocery employee, supply chain, manufacturing, and customer service associate hired before March 1st will get a bonus on April 3rd. $300 for full-time employees and $150 for part-time employees. I have to say that I absolutely love this. I know that Joe and I have gone to Kroger not a ton, but like we still have been doing grocery runs and just trying to buy as much as we can when we go. Not that we're hoarding anything, but we're buying just all of our necessities. And every time I'm there, I feel so bad and stressed out for the employees that are there because I know everybody's just highly on edge right now and we're all stressed out. And I know these kind of situations can bring out the best in people, but they can also bring out the worst. And I just... I'm sure a lot of these employees are just getting the brunt of stressed out and angry consumers. So I am really proud of all the Kroger workers. I know like we have our go-to Kroger's that we always shop at and everyone there is always really nice and helpful and friendly. And I know they've been 
just killing themselves trying to keep everything in stock and make sure everyone's happy and safe and everything's clean. So I think this is a great initiative that Kroger is doing for their employees. And I just thought it was a feel-good story that you might want to hear during these gloomy times. Doing a complete 180 now from a happy feel-good story to Bravo. I actually noticed this morning Bravo was playing Real Housewives of Orange County season one episodes. And if you're not super familiar with the Real Housewives or Bravo, this was actually the first ever Real Housewives installment. So I think it aired in like 2005 or six, I want to say. I feel like I was like in early high school or middle to early high school. And I remember my mom and I both watched it from the start so like when it actually premiered on bravo for the first time my mom and i instantly started watching it we were completely hooked and we've been watching most of the real housewives franchises ever since so that's what like 13 years which is insane to think about i was in high school when this all came on i had braces and really bad highlights Um, and it's just crazy to think of that feels like like a different lifetime ago. So I'm so happy that Bravo is doing this now because they play like really random movies on there sometimes. And I just don't get it. Granted, it's a Wednesday morning, so I'm happy they're playing throwback episodes now. But have you guys ever turned on Bravo on a Friday night and it's like Fast and the Furious or The Wedding Planner or just some random movie that they can play on absolute repeat like every single Friday. Granted, we're all in quarantine now, so a lot more of us are probably watching TV, but I think it is so nice and so smart of Bravo to be playing really old housewife seasons because that is the content that we need. We don't need another installment of the fast and the furious on our bravo airwaves um we can watch that stuff on demand somewhere i'm sure but real housewives of orange county when we're introduced to the ladies such as vicky laurie and joe and gina and kimberly we can't forget about kimberly who moved to chicago after season one i mean that's the content we all need and deserve at these times So I'm so happy. I personally love the early seasons of Orange County. I know a lot of people don't like them, but when I was sick in February, I actually, I don't know, this is embarrassing, but I did watch the entire Real Housewives of Orange County series from start to finish while I was sick in bed at my parents' house. And it was great. I got completely sucked in again. I've seen every episode multiple times already, but I just decided, you know what? I'm very sick. I don't feel like doing anything. I can't concentrate and do work. I'm going to go on Hulu and watch all of this stuff all over again and just relive the glory that is Orange County. And I personally love the early seasons because we got to see into everyone's family lives. And Reality TV back then was so different than what it is now. It wasn't scripted. What you see is what you got. These women weren't actresses or weren't seeking out to be like Hollywood stars. They were just average women who lived in a gated community in Cota de Casa in Orange County. And it was absolutely fascinating. I loved that they gave us a glimpse into their family lives. It was a lot more family heavy back then. And I don't know. It's it's just so different now. I don't know if that format would work, especially with the current cast of characters that we have. Some of the women have like really young children. I think for me too, at that time, it was just so perfect because a lot of the women were around my parents' age and 
a lot of the kids were close to my age too, like especially Vicky's kids and Gina's kids. They were like, most of them were a little bit older than me, but like a lot of them were right in my little age bracket. So it was just really fascinating to see kids who were similar to you, but just lived a totally different lifestyle in a totally different part of the country. So if you guys have Hulu, definitely watch the Old Housewives seasons. I did get through, I think there's what, like 13 seasons now of OC. I watched all of them, not ashamed, kind of ashamed, but just owning it at this point. Then I took about a week break, came back to the condo after I was sick because let's face it, being sick at your parents' house is much better when you have somebody cooking for you. You can sleep in your bed that you grew up in and just be comfy at home and have somebody take care of you. So once I healed, I came back to the condo, took a little week break to get my stuff back together in life. And I just had like a hankering one day. I'm like, you know, I feel like something's missing in my life. I watched OC. I'm feeling really sad now. The weather's still so gloomy here. I feel like I need to start a new franchise that I've already seen. So I ultimately decided to restart New York. And New York came right after Orange County in the terms of Real Housewives franchises. So first you have Orange County, then you had New York. And New York is personally my absolute favorite franchise. It used to be New York and Beverly Hills were like head and head with each other, but Beverly Hills now is just not good. I think we need a total revamp of the cast or just something. I don't know. It just isn't working for me anymore. So I think I'm currently on season four of Real Housewives of New York. It's only been a couple weeks. So again, I probably should be embarrassed but I'm not. It, it is just great content to consume. Season four is when Bethany has left the show to get married to Jason and have Bryn, her daughter. And interestingly enough, if you don't know this, it's also Jill Zarin, Alex McCord, Cindy Barship, who was a one season wonder. And I know there's someone else, Kelly Ben Simone. How could I forget Kelly Ben Simone? It is the four of them's last season on the show. So after season four, we see kind of a new chapter in Real Housewives of New York um, history because they totally revamped the cast. It's just, a, you feel a shift. I feel like there are different, different chapters and different segments of franchises. And I think season four to five, you definitely see that new chapter starting. So I just finished the episode where the ladies go to Morocco and I have to admit, season three of New York is by far one of the best Housewives seasons across all the different franchises, across all the years that every show has been on. That is one of the best seasons that you will ever watch. So season four doesn't really live up to the season three um, magic, but I'm still watching it anyway. Even when seasons or episodes are absolutely terrible, I power through them. I'm doing the hard work and I... I'm coming out on the other side because I know there are good episodes coming in my future. And it's just so fun to watch these back and you see so many things that you totally forgot about or that you missed in the beginning. Like, I still feel like the people I thought were villains back then, they're still villains in my mind. But to just rewatch it again now that I'm older and, you know, I'm a woman who's almost 30, I'm a much more wise, seasoned woman. So watching this back now, that I'm not in high school. It's just very interesting. And you pick up on a lot more things. And I just think it's a really 
just interesting like assessment almost in the psychology of how people work and operate. It's really fascinating. I know it's vapid to a lot of people, but I really do think there's some stuff that you can observe and just see how these people operate in different cities and social circles. And just when you get a bunch of women together, how crazy people can get. So if you're looking for something to just totally invest your time in and just have an escape during these crazy times, I highly recommend watching Real Housewives and starting from the beginning of a franchise and just watching it all the way through. I think Hulu has most of these series on Hulu right now, so check it out. It's totally worth it, and you will be absolutely hooked, I promise you. Well, guys, that's all I have to share today. It's kind of a random episode, but I just wanted to share different tidbits and stories that popped across my mind, popped across my newsfeed, and I thought would be worth sharing with you. I just noticed that it's actually DeWine time. It's 2.40, so I've missed a good chunk of the press conference, but I looked up at my TV. Dr. Amy Acton is on the screen. I want to hear what she has to say, so I will talk to you in the next episode. See ya. See ya.